Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. So the red light's rolling and the ladies told me that recording's in progress. I have got two argumentative chihuahuas sat next to me, so hopefully they'll manage to keep themselves quiet during this podcast. Uh, today, I'm honoured to have Harry Howes join me as a guest. So not many people on the podcast might have known Harry existed, but he's actually part of a team. Um, he not only does some marketing work for us and takes photos and does all sorts of cool stuff, every week he edits the podcast as well. So you could look at it in two ways. He's the one who's lucky enough to get paid to listen to the podcast, or you could look at it the other way in that he's the one who's so sad enough that he's got to listen to every single one of me carrying on. So more than anyone else, he probably has heard everything that I've got to say and how much I repeat myself. So uh, Harry, with that intro, I'm going to put myself on mute because the dogs have started arguing again and tell them <laughs> off. Would you be able to just introduce yourself for the for the, for the the listeners, please, mate? Of course, yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me on, Pete. Um, my name's Harry and I own a company called Spark Agency. Uh, we're based just outside of Stamford in Lincolnshire. Um, and set up in February 2020, peak timing, just before the pandemic. Um, and yeah, I've been going ever since. Amazing, mate. I have just, they've, they've kept quiet just for the minutes. So that's good. So you've been going <laughs> since February 22. So obviously just pre-pandemic, like literally mm. just before, that was really good timing. So what did you do before, before that, Harry? Yeah, so before that, I left college when I was 17. So... I went into the world of work pretty much randomly. I got an email through one day, which I thought was work experience, but it was actually for a social media agency and they wanted a photographer slash videographer to come in full time. Um, and at the time, I wasn't really enjoying my course. It was something which I was reconsidering and this seemed like the best opportunity. Uh, so I took that up, really enjoyed it for a year and a half. Um, and then I decided I want to do something by myself. Um, so I set up being a photographer slash videographer by myself and that was not the best decision because I quickly found out that nobody really wanted photos and videos. They also wanted marketing. So I said, okay, this sounds like a good opportunity as well. So I took three months to learn the basics and a bit more advanced social media marketing. And then I thought, you know what, let's give it a go and set up in February, 2020. And then obviously the big C hit, <laughs> not even a month later. So I was like, yeah, really, really thought that one through. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. But here you are, here you are, still standing. Uh, two still standing. Years, two and a bit years later. So happy anniversary, Harry. Thank you very on, much. Uh, on, on, on that. So Harry, just for the benefit of the listeners, you're, mm. one of the reasons that I wanted to get you on here was obviously to share your insights as a younger person uh, running their own business. How, how old are you, Harry? Not that I'm age 21. Matters. 21, 21. So, yes. so you were 19 when you started Spark Agency, yeah? Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, okay, brill, brill. Okay, mate, so tell me then, how did Spark Agency start? Tell me about how that mm. happened. So, um, like I said, I studied the general ins and outs of social media marketing, um, and I was self-employed from February 2020 right up until around July of 21, so last year. 
Um, I wanted to go limited before that, but obviously COVID came along and was like, yeah, you better <laughs> better reconsider what you're actually doing. So I stayed self-employed and traded and worked under the term of Spark Agency. Um, and yeah, I just really wanted to solve uh, a gap in the market, really, um, because working for a previous social media agency, I picked up on a few things, saw opportunities where they may not have seen them. So I was like, OK, let's see what I can do um, and bring a new approach to the industry to help businesses. Perfect. And I think that um, your, your your approach is very refreshing in that you always have quite a proactive approach. You always come to me with suggestions for different ways of doing things. So uh, I, I, I certainly really like working with you in that sense. Okay, tell me a bit more about um, when did you start working? So were you working whilst you're at college? What were you doing whilst you were there studying? And what was it you studied at college mm. whilst you were there? Yeah, so at college, I only had like a part-time waiter job just up the road from me. It's a nice, nice restaurant. Um, I did that. And then at college, I was studying, it's technically film and media. That's the best way to describe it. Um, so the study of film, I loved all cinematography, photography, etc. cetera. Um, and to be honest, like when I went into work, um, photography didn't really fall under what I'd studied. So it was a very new thing for me, but I'd always had an eye for it. And I was like, okay, well, let's just see how far we can take this. And the first photos I took were absolutely dreadful. Like <laughs> they were the sort of things where you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a good starting point, but there's definitely room for improvement. Um, and it kind of just, yeah, just developed on from there, to be honest. I'll, I'll unmute you. myself. I'll unmute myself. <laughs> I, I, just say, had I, to like... tell, I just had to tell the dogs off again. So apologies. Um, but at, least <laughs> no they're, at least they're joining us. I might actually get one up for exactly. a cuddle in a moment. Um, and, then, and then you can see. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> real. So, and obviously you've had had a bit of work experience doing different stuff. Like the mm. restaurants are pretty nice around Stamford. Was it Was it a nice restaurant? Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a sort of a fine dining restaurant. So not your typical, it was more of a bistro sort of thing. So restaurant, oh, nice. you could probably pop in, for a, a drink but it was a proper country pub so nice. you get your lights of your farmers come in all that stuff so yeah it was it was a good experience but I would you know from that point on I was like yeah I don't really want to be involved in the hospitality industry because it's very fast-paced and you know if you're working a long time like I was it was like okay this is gonna take it out of me longer than i would have thought it would have done so yeah, i think one. um i think uh I, I recommend i recommend the hospitality sector for all young people who are looking to get into mm. work certainly I it's started a good work out. experience yeah i started out there and it does it does teach you how to deal with people from all different walks yeah. of life and it helps you uh helps you manage that for sure so 100%. Um, okay bro so from a photography point of view i know you sort of st studied photography and film what uh, do you enjoy taking photos and stuff in your spare time or is yeah yeah to too? be honest what do you like taking photos of yeah mate for for landscapes that's my that's my favorite thing to photograph I mean when I was working full-time it was all food working with restaurants kind of went full circle I was working in the hospitality sector and then I was working on the hospitality sector so it went sort of full circle in that respect um, but yeah landscapes um, just general like beautiness uh, what is that even a word <laughs> just general outside beauty um is what i like taking photos of um and yeah it's it's something which i now keep as a hobby purely for when i feel like you know what i'll go out and spend half a day somewhere see what i can take photos of so oh, it's nice to keep it going all nice right then ha going. harry i've got i've got a job for you then i've got a job for okay. you right so 
we're moving soon. You've probably seen that we're moving soon. Seen, you, yeah. you come by, come by to take some photos soon. What I need, yes, I'm sir. building, I'm building at the moment. So one of the, I'm going to have like a Zoom room, like my nice, own virtual, okay. my own virtual room with the background uh, that I'm going to be recording the podcast in, and it's going to be, it's going to have the flagship turquoise green. And I've already mm-hmm. started getting some stuff, which means stuff to me, to put on the shelves around me. So I'm going to have a few books. I'm going to have like an hourglass. I'm going to have a Man United memorabilia. I'm going to have, um, what else have I got to come on there? I've got like a motivational picture as well. So mate, maybe, maybe I need a little bit of Harry's photography. Maybe I need like maybe some kind do. of, maybe I need some <laughs> kind of landscape because I like walking, right? And that'll, that'll, yeah. that'll actually signify. So all of them mean different things. So Man United, mm. obviously, because I'm a big fan. I've got the hourglass because I value time more than I value money because time's really, really important. Um, yeah. so I use the hourglass for that. Um, and then nice. what else, what else have I picked there? Yeah. So when, once, once upon a time, when I first started out in business, Mag's, uh, done me, you know, the, you know, the iceberg, you know, the, um, the iceberg, which like the success iceberg. So you've got the success oh, at yeah. the top, yeah, which yeah, everyone sees, and then you have all mm. the stuff under the water that no one sees. Well, yep. Ma- Maggie painted me one of those about three years ago when I first started out and, um, she subsequently cut holes in it when I really annoyed her, probably about a year or so ago. So she cut holes in it because I had it, I had it up in my bathroom. It was really meaningful to me. Um, so I can't put up the one that's got holes all cut in it because you're so angry with me. But, I won't ask what happened, but it was, uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is how these things it. happen, right? Anyway, so uh, next question for you then, mate. So you're going to do Go a nice it. landscape picture. For, I will, for, yeah, that's you. definitely happening. 100%. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. That can be my moving in gift, all right? That'll be our office warming gift, right? Um, anyway, how has being young in business, how's that been for you? Mm, um, well, when I started out, technically, I, well, I was only 19, really. Um, and I think most of what I conceived or preconceived was mostly in my head, because I was think, sort of self-doubt from an age where, okay, I'm only 19. Are people going to take me seriously? is my age going to affect people's perceptions of my capabilities to help their business to grow? So from my perspective, I've changed my mindset completely. I realize that age isn't a factor because if you can do what you say and you can do it well, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still do it. Um, it doesn't matter if you're 80 or 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only been a few, a few occasions where people have said, okay, it's mm, probably a bit too young sort of thing. And I've said, okay, well, that's fine. Probably not a good fit, but thank you anyway. And I think it's, it's good that people don't hold, you know, an age as a factor in whether to work with you or not. And we've got a special guest just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is Buster. Buster is actually younger than you, Harry. As a lot of people are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> not many people are, though. No, not many people. Not many people. Right, okay. So so you have come across some objections then based on your age. Yeah. You? Yeah, it's it's something which I just technically brush off. It's, yeah. it's not something which affects me anymore. Um, mm. And I think that in the way you come across plays much more of a factor than how old you are. Yeah, I totally if you come across if you come across well, mature, well-mannered, and most importantly, when you're doing business to business, they want to know what can you bring to the table. They don't yeah. care if you were born yesterday. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's nice no, in that absolutely. respect. Absolutely, I think uh, it's very important. It's very important that you um, you know 
that you do what you say you're going to do and uh, mm. those those results kind of speak for themselves don't they so exactly that. um exactly and i that. you know i believe i believe that everyone deserves an opportunity you're certainly the youngest ever guest on the podcast so how about that yeah get a plaque to my name <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely mate nice okay okay cool so obviously you've had some objections but generally mm. speaking uh like most people you meet sort of quite positive about that and about how you yeah. can help the business because i think especially being young and i've grown up with social media which is what i do um it's it plays more of a role in my expertise because i live and breathe it like I don't really like social media, but I know how to use it. <laughs> it's like that. It's a double-edged sword, really. And obviously, when you meet people that may have never really used social media for the business, typically of an older generation pushing over 50, they're like, yeah, we do need some help with this because we're not fluent in it. It's not what we know um, to be second nature to them. So there's obviously the market for that, um, yeah, which is... Okay, so tell tell me a bit about um, like what it is that you don't like about social media then, because you just alluded to that. Uh, yeah. So what is it you don't yeah. like? Yeah, I mean, especially on Instagram. Instagram, from my perspective, is somewhat of an issue because, especially over the last few years, there's been a lot of like mental health issues around Instagram, and especially with comparisons. Um, mm-hmm. And now, what you find is people tend to take a snippet of what they've seen online, and then they their whole perception of that person is skewed towards oh okay they went on holiday last week their life's amazing Mm -hmm. we don't have that balance and i think in the last couple of years it's become less organic and instagram has become like how good can you look on a day-to-day basis you know people go out to places just to take photos for instagram and i think it's such an artificial way to go about social media instead of going somewhere just to post on Instagram, go somewhere. And if you like where you are, take a photo and then put it on Instagram. Um, so from that point of view, it is it does create a very, I want to say just sort of tacky, tacky social media. It's good for what it is. Don't get me wrong. Instagram is a great platform, especially when you use it for the right reasons. Um, businesses benefit from Instagram, but especially young people who are what, what's the word I'm looking for? Very impressionable. So going through school, secondary school, that's where I think it has the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I don't, you know, post a lot on Instagram, to be honest. I know that's weird because it's what I do for my job. But I, I know that a lot of the times when people post a lot on Instagram, it's like, okay, this is how great my life is. So they're trying to cover up for some insecurity, potentially, that might mm-hmm. be a, a bit of a blanket term. Um, but yeah, it does promote a lot of toxicity amongst you know people of all walks of life. So mm, got you, got you. Okay, brilliant. That's um, yeah, it's really really insightful. I think um, I must admit I'm not a big fan of Instagram, but I'm like a grandparent, so like Facebook, <laughs> Facebook's kind of my thing, right? Um, yeah. I'm so old and fuddy duddy. LinkedIn and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I still use them both. Now. I use them. No, I use Facebook every day. I use LinkedIn every day. Um, I think they're great platforms, especially LinkedIn. If you get LinkedIn right, and what I say to anybody, whether you're a client or you're a friend or you're a family, is don't sell on LinkedIn. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously, and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC, and other transport management services. So if your floor's accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today.
do not sell because it doesn't work. It becomes, well, it is oversaturated. Everybody who posts on LinkedIn should use it as a tool for showing off what the business does with no call to action or objection in mind mm -hmm. because it's, it's almost like stumbling across an oasis in a desert when you see some fresh content that has no link in bio or click the link below to book in a consultation call. It's so refreshing mm -hmm. because it's not what we see. So if you're thinking, okay, LinkedIn doesn't work for me, just try and be more human. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. And it works. Yeah, good advice. Good advice. Very good. Okay, mate. So one of the things I do notice is that you work mostly with like property developers. How do you, how do you mm. help property developers with what you offer? Yeah, so it's really a, a whole range of property people. So you go from developers to investors, estate agents, and just property professionals in general, uh, to be honest. Um, and we help them through finding leads on social media. So, for example, if you wanted to sell your house and you were looking to sell quickly, you'd be classed as a motivated seller. So instead of going through an estate agent, a property investor in this instance would approach you and say, hello, I can offer you up to 100% market value for your house. Um, you know, how quickly are you looking to move? They say, yeah, we want to be gone in two weeks. We help property investors find those people on social media through paid advertising. Okay. Fantastic. And uh, what, what sort of size property developer are they? Are they like these big companies or can they be like... Just yeah, people, they can be one-man bands. Yeah, one-man bands is technically well is actually who we really work with and um, we've got a client at the moment who deals with the sort of northwest of england um and he's found you know a good number of leads coming through um through you know just down the road from him technically um so yeah it's across the board i mean we're about to start working with an estate agent and as you can tell estate agents is more than one person um but yeah this is a it's a wide range of business sizes well, that sounds really exciting. Okay, bro. Tell me a bit more then about what motivates you. What keeps you driven on a day-to-day -day basis? Because you're obviously a young person and yep. uh, you've got lots of goals and ambition. So yeah, let, let's, let me know sort of what, mm. what is it that motivates you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds quite cliche, but I am, I would say I'm probably 70% driven by changing how things are done for, the, for better. And then 30% by, obviously what comes from that, which is money. Now, everybody says, oh yeah, money isn't a driving factor, but it is. Everybody has to have a driving factor of money because that's what keeps <laughs> keeps the world going in a sense. Um, yeah, everybody sure. needs money to live. Um, but yeah, just when I left work full time, I was like, okay, I enjoyed doing it, but I would rather go on a journey of working for myself and seeing where that goes rather than working for someone else. So I think keeping... Yeah on the straight and narrow and thinking, okay, this is what I want to build. I want to build a company mm -hmm. instead of, okay, I want to work inside of someone else's business for mm -hmm. you know, another 40 years until I retire. So, you know, just that self, self drive and working towards the final destination of got this company set up. Now I can retire. That's where I want to be. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. When do you want to retire? When do I want to retire? Oh, I don't know. Probably in my fifties, because okay. I could not sit around doing nothing for you know. If it, everything goes well, I'm like, okay, I can retire at thirty. I've then got another fifty years of doing absolutely nothing productive. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, it, I'd rather keep it going out until as long as possible. So, yeah, okay. see where see where things go. To be honest, nice what about right, you? Man. When do you want to retire? Because I know that you Oof. mentioned that's a good while question. ago. That's a good question. So I'd like to 
I'd like to be like sacked from flagship business. <laughs> what Maggie comes in and yeah, just yeah, says, yeah, yeah you're off. Yeah, sacked. <laughs> I want to be sacked by 50. Okay. And then, and then, so I think what I want to end up doing is having like a positive impact on like more people. So one of the mm. things that I do, one of the reasons I'm driven to do as much as I do is through like the fulfillment of being able to help other people because what we do is we help businesses and by helping businesses operate and be better then we then help people have better quality work because they enjoy going to work more so one of the things that I'd like to do sort of as I develop and, and, and grow older is sort of spread that so by being able to do that what I'd look to do is sort of work on a one-to-one basis with sort of higher level leaders yeah. who want to sort of replicate the kind of things that flagship mm. will achieve um, yeah. and then help help them help them to do that so mm. um, I don't, really I don't know yeah I don't know that I could ever fully retire but certainly I'd like to maybe you know be able to take a step yeah. back from flagship continue to run flagship long term um, mm. but I'll sort, sort of be in the background where people um, you know pe- people are are amazing running the business in the business for me and I sort of get out of my own way because they do a better job than I do and um you know I can I can go traveling but I can still support yeah. people by whilst I'm traveling mm. largely so that's brilliant yeah, I, think I think that's that's the best way to go about it especially when you're helping people to achieve you know dreams within their company um because especially nowadays it's very easy to go in as you know like a business coach with no experience on how it what it takes to run a successful business um so i think the way that you're going about it is like okay well look i'm i'm my own case study i built this company up from the ground up and i achieved x amount of revenue per year growth was at x amount per year and that's the best way to do it because then people yeah. can actually see how you did it and you can tell them how you did it yeah so absolutely. It's a very good absolutely. way of going about things harry tell me a bit yeah, about cool. oh look but uh, buster's uh, face keeps like blurring the further i go back <laughs> into the background um so tell me a bit about what what do you do outside of work what are you doing when you're not working on Spark Agency, Harry? Yeah, so I like to paint. I like to paint like Bob Ross. I don't know if you've ever watched any of Bob Ross's stuff. He's uh, never even from... heard of Bob Ross. You've not heard of Bob Ross? You surely oh. he's a big. He has a big afro. Or did he's sadly passed away now. Um, he had a big afro, and he would paint um, for like 25 minutes landscapes. Right, you surely okay. you've seen him. Okay, I'm well, just I'm I'm literally just googling <laughs> him now. He's he's some guy. Look at that beard and that hat, that hair, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got like he, a, yeah, massive he's a massive afro. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, I like to paint. Uh, I've done a few paintings in my time. Um, it's a very easy thing to do as well um, with the application that you you, you choose. Um, you just effectively paint the whole canvas with sort of a, a white paint, and then you get your colours and you follow along and you paint. And your first one will be rubbish because mine was <laughs> but as you keep going the techniques are very easy to pick up on because it's simple brush strokes there's nothing too meticulous about it so it's just keeping your mind going um in that respect but i haven't really done it in a long time uh, so i need to pick that up again um mm. but yeah other than that i enjoy walking taking the dog out um want to go and see snowden i did scotland last year want to go walking and hiking um exploring new places um and yeah just just spending time with the family as well i think family is really important even if it's just sat around the tv doing nothing <laughs> it's just good to you know keep the family ties and uh, have that balance between okay seven o'clock at night six o'clock at night shut off 
then it's family time, have dinner. So work-life balance is really important for yeah. me, especially. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. And do you, uh, do you manage to keep that balance whilst working for yourself or is it a bit of a struggle sometimes? Yeah, some nights are like, okay, probably finish work at seven. Then some nights, okay, well, I can finish at five o'clock. It's, it really, there really is no in-between. Um, but, you know, as soon as I'm done, still living at home. So fortunately for me, having that work-life balance is fairly easy because everything's here. You know, all I have to do is just shut down my computer and then go about my business. Um, so it's, yeah, it is something which I strive to do and especially taking time for myself as well, even if it's just going out somewhere, you know, doing whatever. Um, that's something which I find is very good and I do like to do that as often as I can, really. Yeah, got you. Got you. Step away from the computer. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So tell me a bit more about, um, I guess, sort of just rounding it off, really. What What are your plans for the future with Spark Agency? Mm. What are your aspirations for the future of the business? So within the next sort of five years, I would love to grow the company to around 10 employees, have an in-house team, uh, ideally probably in Peterborough um, or even Stamford, depending on where we end up. Um, but yeah, I want to grow it into an agency, which is somewhere where people say, okay, use this company. Um, so not a household name, because that's very difficult to achieve, but just somewhere, some, you know, a company which people know and yeah. they know good things about and create a good, a good all round presence for the company. Um, because I don't want to be a one man band forever. I mean, I'm a two man band at the moment, my business partner, David, um, but I know how important the team is and especially when you want to achieve a dream you can go so far alone but whenever people are around you it just takes off um so ideally within the next sort of five years want to be at that point where I'm like okay this is going pretty good so <laughs> yeah cool 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 okay fine so you don't have a team of like 10 people so tell me a bit about David I didn't know that you had a business partner Harry we've been working together all this time I didn't know, I know. That David <laughs> well David joined last year um, and David used to be heavily involved in property. Mm -hmm. So he owned a couple of, well, actually over 300 units. Um, so rent to rent, HMOs, um, yeah. service accommodation, et cetera. Um, so he was deeply involved with that. And that's where the property side of things came from. So he approached me one day and said, hey, Harry, there's this pretty big gap in the market for property professionals to use social media advertising and content to grow their portfolios. So I was like, okay, not really something I've considered before. Um, so we got chatting and then, yeah, we started working together. And David looks after the property side of things within the business mainly, um, getting new leads in, helping them to uh, achieve their goals on social media. Yeah. Um, all through power of social media pretty much. So yeah, it's great working with him. And we used to go to school together. We were two years apart at school, so it's nice okay. to obviously work with a, somebody that I know. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's a great guy, really great guy. Sounds really exciting. Sounds like you've got a lot of stuff going on, Harry. That sounds really, really good. Um, I, I guess I guess the final thing for me to ask is one mm. of the things that I've always thought would be a op good opportunity, particularly with the listeners um, who, who are listening to this podcast. We have a lot of like fleet operators and that kind of thing, and they some many of them don't use social media very well so um what advice or tips have you got 
obviously ones to pick mm-hmm. up the phone and call you for a bit of support um <laughs> yeah but tell, tell me a bit more about you know if someone doesn't really know much about social media and they're in like the fleet sector they they maybe use social media to recruit drivers or yeah. they they use it to sort of promote their business to help them look more mm-hmm. professional um what could they do what sort of tips have you got for them to help help do that i think in the fleet sector obviously the main focus is around drivers trucks and the whole lot so what you need to do is promote the team and the company itself so meet the teams what's going on in the office where your drivers are off today um you know trips that they've been on recently i don't know if they've been to paris or they've been down to dover or whatever um just get every driver who is willing to be involved um and even doing like live streams as well so once a week live streams a roundup of what's been going on in the company talking about fleet relevant things um, and even if it's just general lifestyle things as well it doesn't even have to be business oriented um, because predominantly in b2b businesses it's very easy to fall in the trap of promote 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 this is what we're doing mm-hmm. so i think i said earlier on in the podcast having that human pr- approach to social media it's what makes a difference between you know a customer or not because nobody likes to be sold to and you can very easily tell your story which will sell much better than a post with five call to actions, link in bio, call us to get your free quote. That doesn't work, it doesn't resonate and people are tired of seeing it. So just be completely human with what you do. That's the best way to go about it. Great advice, great advice. Thank you very much, Harry. And thank you for coming on the podcast. I think, yeah, uh, the listeners, thank you. I think the listeners will have got a lot of value from that. And um, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll be sending it over to you shortly for everything. Yeah, okay? can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Harry. Listen I appreciate you joining me. You take care. <laughs> take Cheers, care, Harry. Cheers, okay. mate. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners, and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.